Hey guys. Yo. How's everything going? We are back with another episode, y'all. <laughs> All right, let's get started with our first segment today where we talk about things that we have seen in the news. Um, of course, we want to get started by just paying respects to everyone that died in the helicopter crash um, with that had Kobe Bryant and his daughter in it. Such a tragedy. Yeah, it was so sad. And I mean, like, I immediately, first of all, I saw it from TMZ. And I think that we probably have to, like, talk about that. But when I first saw the news or whatever, my first thought was, like, you know, Kobe and his, like, daughter left behind, like, the the wife, Vanessa. And I Mm -hmm. cannot imagine, like, waking up just for, like, a normal day. You know, you you think that this is going to be, like, any other day. And then waking up and then finding, not, not only finding out that information, but finding out that now everybody wants to know, like, what you think. Like, just the amount of pressure that she must be under right now is, like, crazy. And I just feel so bad for her because who wants to grieve while, grieve while in front of a million people, you know? Like, that's very private thing. Literally the entire world yeah. is staring at her right now, you know? And it sucks because it's like... Of course, they have, like, financial stability and stuff, so she won't have to worry about that part of it, like, raising the kids on her own with money. But, I mean, that doesn't replace a dad by any means, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's just that Gianna herself is, like, so young. And, of course, like, Kobe is a freaking massive star who affected so many people, not only through basketball, but through everything that he did off the court. But Gianna was just starting to, like, you know, actually show – like the potential and that she was following in her father's footsteps and just becoming so good in basketball. Like even she, um, she verbally committed to UConn. And I know that the day after they had a game and they gave her her own Jersey and her own number and like put flowers and candles in her seat, just to like pay respects. But it's like this little girl was only 13 years old and had so much more life to get to live in terms of like college in terms of like your first, your first romance, your first breakup, prom. Anything. Just so everything. many, so much shit, man. So much. Yeah. And, you know, not only did she die, but two other girls around her age lost their lives too. And they were all into basketball. They were all on the same team. And that's actually where they were headed that day to play in a game. So just really devastating the way that that's happened. And that crash almost wiped out an entire family, you know, wiped out the Antonelli. Is it Ant- Antonelli? I think yeah, that's the name. I think so. um, but mom, dad, and daughter, you know, leaving two kids to fend for themselves. Like, terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy. Yeah, and it's just that, like, all the people who weren't Kobe Bryant and Gianna who, like, passed away on the plane, I just feel, like, also really bad for them just because you you died next to somebody whose light was so bright and, like, shining so bright that it's very, like, hard to not only compare but to – like, be in that situation where now you have so many, like, fans and so many eyes on a, on your grieving process, and you didn't sign up for any of that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you, didn't, you didn't sign up for, to have that amount of spotlight on it. And all of those people who are trying to grieve, who are just normal people, like, you know, Kobe and Gianna are not normal people. Like, yes, they're normal people, but they're famous, so... They're, they were kind of used to it. Yeah, they're used to the eyes. They're used to the fans. They're used to having that much attention. But for all those people who who weren't that and then all of a sudden are thrusted into the spotlight and being forced to, like, grieve in front of everybody, it's just really sad. And exactly. I think that, like, we need to not only, like, pay our respects, but allow people to privacy to do what they got to do, man. Yeah, for sure. I know that some of the um, victims' families have gone on the news and, like, uh, one of the um, one of the people who died, her husband, went on the news, and they asked him, "How did you guys meet?" I'm like, I do not think that that's the right question to be asking someone yeah, at that sure, point in like grieving. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to revisit any of those pleasant memories. Yeah. At that point, to where it's like, damn, now, yeah, we met and we fell in love, and now she's not here. I was like, damn, they're really trying to like milk that emotion out of people. Yeah, for sure, and it's just that like. Like I said, I think that there needs to be a conversation with like the whole like TMZ thing. When I first heard about the information, obviously I heard it from TMZ. And I mean, there were sources saying that, I, I mean, sources that I read saying that that's also how Vanessa, Kobe's Bryant's wife, also heard this information. And I, if that's true, I just, I feel like that is the, one of the most horrible things that could ever, like that could happen because not only are you losing somebody, but you're hearing it 
from a freaking media source that also is saying like, you know, oh, what did Ariana, what did Ariana Grande wear at the at the Grammys? You know, like it's just. It's, it's almost like downplaying their death a little bit, you know. Yes, exactly. And like to to hear from something so superficial and so like not not relevant is just sad, you know. Yeah, I know that Harvey Levin, who's the owner of TMZ, um, he was saying that she knew beforehand and that Kobe's people, I guess his team had approved the story, uh, which might be true, might not be true. I know that TMZ is like a big like they're they're kind of like like um scummy you know For they're sure. trying to get Super the tabloid scummy, so yeah. i would not be surprised if they were lying about it and of course like his wife is not going to take that energy to um come out here and try to like bash him z or do anything like that you know what i mean she's like putting all that emotion towards grieving you know the part of her family that she lost which is just like incredible it's freaking sad. And I mean, I, get, I we need to talk about like humanity in, in general, you know, like the fact that everybody's looking for the next big story and like the next, you know, clicks and like what will make somebody famous. It's like, can we like take a step back and realize that like these are real people who are affected by a situation that recently just happened and that they're still going through this process. Like her reality is not the same. Her reality will never be the same. And the fact is, is that we and this moment owe her the respect to try to at least get through her own reality. You know, like exactly. I just, I couldn't imagine like waking up and my mom and my dad and my sister aren't here. Like, you know, yeah. like it's just such a mind boggling, baffling thing. It's like the fact that like, instead of us realizing that, like, instead of us putting ourselves in that position, we're so quick to be like, Oh, like, you know, cry on camera for me. Let me see. Let me see how sad you really are. It's yeah. Up. Like, tell us how you feel when it's like, if, I woke up and my husband and my child were killed in a terrible helicopter crash. I do not want to talk to anybody for days, probably even weeks, you know, but this issue that a lot of celebrities face with um, just like being dehumanized, you know, people don't see you as a real person anymore when you're famous. That's why if, if your marriage falls apart or if your spouse dies, that shit's on all over the internet and people are giving their two cents on it when it's like, okay, it's one thing to be having a news report on it because he's like a, a big person and you know people are gonna talk but you, we don't need to comment on the deaths and give our opinion on it like it's it, it is what it is there's no opinion to be made you know please stop talking about it like it's like your business it's not and then for all those like trolls that have been like saying outrageous things just to get like attention and like retweets like i've seen some shit that's like oh well you know kobe had those allegations of like raping somebody back oh yeah so he like he like deserved it i'm like yo the fact that number one you're coming out of nowhere you know and this person has just passed away you know what you're saying is a triggering thing you're just doing it to get the attention to get the clicks to get the retweets it's like you're you have to be you have to have no self-esteem you have to be so scummy to be able to reach to that part of your your mental psyche and like spit that out at a time like this you know it's crazy mm-hmm. man it's i'm crazy. really trying to play like it's true i i did see an article that was saying that but i i think that that got you know pushed out of the media really quickly because people are just not having it you know yeah. everyone even people who didn't play basketball like me you know i i don't watch basketball at all but kobe Bryant was always such a big figure you know so i know that he was able to touch the lives of more than just basketball fans so of course, like my condolences, our condolences to his family and everyone um, else that was in that helicopter crash. And, you know, let's yeah. keep pushing forward, guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I did play basketball. Basketball was a huge part of my life growing up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Kobe is one of the best basketball players of all time. So to lose mm-hmm. somebody uh, that was so young and he had just started his life after basketball. You know, right. Like, He's 41. Yeah, he basketball, basketball takes up especially for him it takes up so much of your time he was always at practice always at games always thinking about how to be a better basketball player and he's just now giving the opportunity to like start being a father to start going to like you know practicing with gianna and start going to their plays and like just being there in a sense that is not like a basketball player like i'm actually there as like a dad dad. and he Mm -hmm. has so much life to live into that like he just started that that part of his life and that's a whole another part you know that's something that he wasn't Another able chapter. to yeah something that he wasn't able to like experience and like able to 
give to his children, you know? Yeah, pass that on, you know? Oh, man. I I remember, like, when I saw that he passed away, it was, like, such... It was just, like, you know, painful to see that. But then to hear about his daughter is even just even more painful, yeah, you know? He's sitting sad. right next to her, probably, when they died. And you know at that point that you're going to die. You know what I mean? Like, that there's not a good outcome happening. And, uh, you know, at least they got to be together in their last moments. But it's really tragic that someone so young um had to lose her life yeah and then even even just thinking about like putting myself in that position in those last moments like you're a father and this is your daughter and you're scared and you're afraid of what's going on but at the same time you want to protect your daughter and you know that she's scared and you know that this is something that you cannot protect her from like you're, you can't your, do your anything. job as a father is to protect your daughter you can't do anything in yep. this moment and that's just has to be one of the most heartbreaking things that you could go through. And I don't wish that on anyone, but I mean, at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the NBA in general. And the fact that like the day that it happened, there was like basketball games that still happened. And I'm like, all of the, all of those games should have been canceled. They should have been postponed. They should have been whatever. And, but instead we had these games going on and we had these players that were obviously in grief like I saw a video of LeBron and it was from far away and you could still see that he's like really hurt and like crying Mm -hmm. and like destroyed about it and instead of like us giving these people the time to be in their own privacy and grief the way that they need to we're sticking cameras and booms in front of their faces and how do you feel tell me how do you feel like you know Kobe Bryant just died like you know like obviously we understand we like everybody knows what just happened so Mm -hmm. I don't I me personally I don't need to see somebody crying and grieving because that doesn't that doesn't get me off that doesn't make me like you know there's no part of me that's like I want to see that like yeah people should be able and given the space to heal and given the space to feel what they feel instead of having to come out in front of everyone and validate their grief you know yeah absolutely man um I just can't even imagine it like it's it, it was still hard just to like even believe that it was true you know like when the news hit I'm like oh maybe it's not true maybe it's not true and then his daughter came out I'm like maybe it's not true like you just don't want to believe shit like that you know yeah man um well moving on from Kobe Bryant rest in peace to him and his family and you know everyone else affected by that tragedy um did you watch the Grammys yes yes I mean I didn't watch it because all right, so my issue with these shows, obviously, there are people who are sitting at a table deciding, you know, that this person deserves this Grammy for this and this person deserves it for that. And a lot of times I feel like though a lot of those like decisions come from a biased area. Like, yeah. you know, if you're like, I know that, um, um, who was it? Odd Future, who's the one that does that? Why am I, I blanking on his name? I'm blanking on his name. Odd Future? Yeah, Odd Future. Fuck, everybody's gonna be like, "You're so stupid." I, uh, <laughs> damn, okay. I got you. Um, yeah, it's Odd Future. Yeah, well, there's a, there's an artist behind Odd Future. He's he's black. He he, he won a Grammy. But oh, he, Tyler the Creator. Yes, fuck, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Tyler the Tyler Tyler the Creator, he won his Grammy, and he was saying that like, even though he won the Grammy, that it was like a backhanded compliment and that's exactly how i i feel he was he was saying that like you know when you're younger and you are playing a video game and your brother like your little brother wants to play with you but you Mm -hmm. don't want to give him the controller because it'll mess up your stats so you (laughs) you give him the controller but you don't plug it in yes i still like he's playing exactly that's what that like he 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 said that that's what i felt like the grammys were doing to him because they his his album was nowhere near like rap it was no like yeah like yes he rapped in it but it was definitely alternative and because he's black they just stuck him in the rap category and allowed him to win that oh and it's like it's like uh but there was no part of my album that i feel personally was rap but they were trying to just like whitewash his shit basically well because i'm black and because you know you wanted to give me a grammy you stuck me in that category you know so i'm like that's that's what i have a problem with like the whole entire like award thing and i mean like as a as an artist i'm pretty sure it feels great to be like validated by people who are saying that your work deserves this but at the same time it's like do we need to be validating people can't just people just be like good and like fit into the categories that they want you know well i mean 
I feel like it's, it's okay to get an award for things because people get awards for things all the time. Yeah. But obviously, it needs to be like an even playing field with like who can win. You know what I mean? Because I know that a lot of categories get like overtaken by certain types of music or certain types of artists, you know? Yes. And a lot of people who deserve Grammys and deserve Oscars and all of those things, they get overlooked by other people you know yeah, like, like that like the whole beyonce thing the fact that she was overlooked so many times blows my mind you yeah, know like you know that there's, not, that there's not somebody who's working harder than her or coming out with better music but because she is what she is she just you know people are like oh yeah we know she's great but she's not gonna get it like you know like what and yeah like how does she miss it <laughs> yeah how like like how in the world are you guys looking over this woman you know she's such a bright light i don't i don't get how you're able to like be like oh yeah but this person over here like no fuck that mm-hmm. but on a positive note for the part that i did enjoy about the grammys is a huge 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 fan of billy eilish and my freaking homie won five grammys that night yeah that's a lot was five that her first grammys. time winning a grammy too right that's her first time yeah yeah first time you got five grammys <laughs> five She's grammys and it's just showing it's just i i'm so happy for her because it shows that like this is somebody who doesn't fit in our normal box of who should be popular. This is not somebody who, if you wrote her down on paper and tried to sell it, this would this wouldn't be somebody that you're like, oh yeah, she's gonna be the one. She's gonna be the it chick. But it's like mm-hmm. she was able to get to where she is now by just being herself, and people are appreciating it, and people are seeing it, and she's being awarded for it. So I I totally agree with it. Yeah, and what's cool about it too is like. You know that Billy dresses very androgynous, so she's like wearing super baggy clothes and like she dresses um like kind of what we, people would say is like kind of crazy with like the hair and stuff like that. So it's like her image wasn't over sexualized, which yeah. is what I enjoy because you know like a lot of the stars that or artists that are around today like they gotta sexualize the way that they look in order to appeal to the masses because like sex sells, you know. But Billy yeah. completely did the opposite of that and was like androgynous and still won all, all those Grammys, you know? Hell yeah, man. That shit <laughs> yeah. is insane. And then another part of the Grammys that was like a light to me was just the fact that Alicia Keys was hosting it. Like mm-hmm. I've always I've always loved Alicia Keys, but I mean obviously we just had this huge tragedy happening and the fact that she was able to like still get on that stage and like bring the good vibes. Like I don't think that there's anybody else who would be able to pick people up the way that she did it's just it's just like the way that she speaks it's the way that she carries herself it's the way that she her attitude is just really like nice to be around yeah it's just so like light you know it's just just so light and like airy and it's like you know she always got that fucking grand grand piano but it's always like you know (laughs) it's always like it's just so uplifting and i'm like i think that every like the whole entire world needed that and Mm -hmm. without her being the host of that grammys like I think that it was definitely like destiny that she did it because there, I don't think there's anybody else who could have, you know, filled the shoes that she did that night. Especially on, you know, a day that we lost such a big, like, legend, you know? It yeah, had to exactly. be her more than anyone. No, so. yeah, I, I literally can't think of anybody else that could have done it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, what are we going to talk about today, Robert? So uh, this week, we are talking about our upbringing, you know, what what got us to this place that we are in right now and, you know, how we were raised as like children, you know, I think that it's not, it's super important to like, be like, Oh, well, I know that this happened to me and this is where I am now. And, you know, you're able to can make those connections. Mm -hmm. So you want to tell us a little bit about your childhood? Sure. So I was uh, born in Delaware, actually. Nobody ever fucking knows where Delaware is. I know, right? Uh, super <laughs> tiny, and it's up north, and there's lots of white people. And, <laughs> um, uh, I'm obviously, like, black, so I was raised in, like, a black household. And I'm, I guess a lot of people would be like, well, what does that, you know, matter? Where does that, like, connect? When you're, like, raised in, like, a black or a brown household, it's just different. Like, you're up, you're up, you're, your upbringing is different. So a lot of the things that I could show, give a, give as examples. Um, my parents were, when I was younger, we were not like friends to say, you know, like my parents were people who I looked up to and they were people who helped me through anything. But at the, at the same time, they were the disciplinaries of the house. So there wasn't a lot of like back and forth talk about like, okay, well, you know, 
you can do this because of this. Like there was no dialogue. There was a lot of no like, conversation. Yes. There was a yeah. lot of like, you're going to do this because I said, you're going to do this. And we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> and that's exactly why you got problems now. Uh, but same yeah, though. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like at the same time, it's, it's allowed me to have like structure, you know? So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a lot of parts of me that like, I'm like, Oh, I can't control. Like, you know, I don't, I'm very disciplined. Mm-hmm. And, but like by myself, you know, there's nobody who's telling me that I need to do this. There's nobody who's telling me I need to be disciplined. It's just something that comes from within. And I think that my parents did a great job of like instilling that in me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that was a characteristic. I mean, obviously, I'm just speaking from my opinion, but I feel like that was a characteristic of, of a lot of way um, of a lot of like the way people were raised Um when we were young like so Mm -hmm. people of our generation people of our age group because now I feel from what I see I feel like parents are a lot more open with their kids and like hearing what their kids have to feel and I'm sorry not what had to feel (laughs) (laughs) hearing what their kids have to say and letting them form their own opinions and kind of make their own decisions um which is obviously like a big contrast to when we were young and it was like yeah you're gonna do this because I said so and if you don't you're getting smacked you do not see people hitting their kids now um I I don't I'm I would have to disagree like I think that like you're right we are moving into that direction but I think that like the black core family households are still that Mm -hmm. you know they are still you know, you're going to listen to me, you're going to do what I say. But I do think that, like, on contrast, say we're talking about, like, a white family household, like, there'll, there'll be times where I'm, like, in the restaurant, and I'm serving a table, and, like, uh, the kid will, the, not only will the parents be like, oh, yeah, order whatever you want, the kid will order their food, and then, the, like, I'll drop the food, and then I'll, I'll, I'll come back, and everyone's eating but the kid. They've eaten, like, two bites, and I'm like, oh, do you guys need, like, a box or anything? And they're like, no, he won't eat it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, why I'm did like, you let him order it then? That was never, like, that would never happen to me as a kid. That's not an option. Like, you know, you, number one, you, you order what you wanted. So you have no excuse as to why you're not going to eat it. And number two, who do you think you are wasting my money that I worked hard for and I'm supplying you like food and you're just not, you're just going to eat one bite and not eat it. There's been times where I was at my uh, grandmother's house and she made something I didn't like. It would be like cream of chicken with no goddamn chicken. It would just be creamy what? fucking rice. <laughs> Ew. And of course, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't want it. But guess what? That's what she made that night. That's what she supplied. And, and she would sit in front of me with a freaking wooden spoon and be like, you go eat it. And oh I'd be crying God. and have tears in my eyes and all that shit. And guess what? She don't care. You still yeah. go eat it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, grew up like that too. My yeah. mom would always make us eat our shit. And if we didn't, we're definitely packing that shit up. But that's exactly why I am the way that I am now. I do not waste food at all. If I go to a restaurant and something's not finished, I'm eating it at home. <laughs> For sure, man. And it's like, I've also like experienced like, because I work in a, obviously the service industry. So you just see a lot. You're interacting with a lot of families in a very intimate space. You know, you're seeing things that a lot of people wouldn't normally see because you're, you're literally at the dinner table with them, you know? And I've seen yeah, like, essentially sitting down with them. Yeah, pretty much. And I've seen like, like white kids like, like smack their parents and tell them to shut up. And it's like, what? That shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. <laughs> it's like, and, and like when I see it, it's, it's, there's something inside of me that's naturally wants me to like discipline that kid. Like there's yeah, something right. in, in me that's can't. like, Hey, Suzanne, I understand that you don't want to discipline little Daniel, but you could tell, you could let me do it. And we won't ever have to see you. Like, you won't see me again. We'll never have to talk about it. We will never have to discuss it, but guess what? He will be disciplined and you won't have to say that you did it because it's like the fact that you're allowing this little kid to like treat you like this, Imagine when he's like older and like stronger and punch you in the face. Like that's just crazy. Oh my god. Like hopefully that doesn't happen, but as a kid, um I I was not allowed to like show emotion the way that I felt it. Oh, like yes, me too. my yeah, my stepdad would always tell like if I was ever upset about anything, we couldn't mumble under our breath because he would get us in trouble for that. It would be the same thing as saying it to his face. 
um, even if he didn't hear what we said, even if it was nothing about him and no mumbling under your breath, <laughs> and if we had like an upset look on our face, like we weren't smiling or we're like angry, or whatever, he would tell us to fix our face. Yeah, and you had to fix your face or you were getting in trouble the same way. And yeah, I I, I do not see that shit happening now. Whenever I used to like, like you know, like cry or like be upset or whatever, my parents' answer was stop crying before I give you something to cry about. Those <laughs> <laughs> like as kids were just like threatened by our parents. That's literally what it is. It's literally a threat. You like you crying about nothing. How about I give you something to cry about? And it's like Yikes. it's like at that at that point you just shut down whatever emotion that is in the reaction of like fear. You know, mm-hmm. obviously you don't want to be you know hit or whatever, but. At the same time, I would never say that my parents beat me, you know, like, was I I spanked? Yes. And for for me personally, looking back as to when I was a child, like, I was low-key bad. Like, you know, like, I was, I smiled. Did you, like, steal stuff a lot? I used to, like, steal, number one. I used to (laughs) lie, bitch. Lie about goddamn everything. I'm like, I'm thinking about it back now. I'm like, why? Like, literally just doing it just to do it. Hey, uh, we all know that you got your uh, your re- your report card. Where is it? Well, I was walking home, and then the wind blew, and then it blew out of my hand. You would say that? Then, yeah, like, I would just lie, you know? <laughs> would <laughs> you like, get bad grades or something? I mean, I would. So, bad grades in my house was considered, like, a C. If you got a C, that's a bad grade. Well, yeah, that is a bad grade. But that's that's like that's what I'm saying is that like the standards for like what is a bad grade in houses is different because I mean there's people around me and like my friends and stuff like that that would go home with C's and that the parents weren't upset. Really, that's like barely passing. Yeah, but I mean it's passing. I wasn't allowed to get bad grades for sure. Yeah, like B's were like look frowned upon, and I was steady coming home with B's. <laughs> 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 and it but sucked I, because my fr- my sister was always like such a straight A oh student. my god my sister too man yes. my sister was literally like A's all the time so whenever like mm-hmm. re- report cards came in she was the first one to run up to them and I'm trying to avoid the hell out of them because I know that as soon as she asked she was, so she's like oh my god I got A's look they're asking where's mine yes because they're like okay let's go in their minds are like loki like let's compare who's smarter <laughs> <laughs> that would always happen to me too and you know honestly i think that i always had that comparison growing up so it would always push me to like want to do better but it was for the wrong reasons like i didn't care about it at all i just wanted to like be smarter than her do you know what i mean yeah but at a certain point boy let me tell you i stopped kidding i stopped caring I did not care anymore, and I was, like, in high school, my parents didn't even, I mean, I don't know if that's a normal thing or not, but my parents never asked for my report card in high school, and sometimes it would look pretty bad. No, mine <laughs> but was. But I still, I still graduated with a 4.0, though, so. Yeah, no, mine was all the time. They asked me all throughout high school, everything. I mean, I was in AP classes from, like, a very yeah, same. young age, and, you know, it wasn't, like, a, like I said, it wasn't a discussion of, like, oh, do you want to do this? Do you think you're, like, ready for this? They're like, oh, no, he's signing up for it. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. Like, it wasn't a choice. Like, I was always in, like, AP2, and um, we had, like, you know, honors classes when we're you in. You should probably say what AP is. AP is advanced placement. So that yeah. means that, like, in high school, you're taking college, college courses, level. college level mm-hmm. courses, yeah. Yep, and so if you pass, there's, like, a big exam at the end, and if you guys pass that exam, then you end up getting that college credit, and it yeah. obviously counts towards your degree. So, yeah, I was thinking senior year, I think I, I was – so you have, like, um, an eight-period, eight like, day, and I was taking six AP classes out of my eight, and then the other two were electives. Yeah. So I was, like, really, like – pressured but yeah, I, I was so trying much to get my work. shit together in high school <laughs> so much so much so much work and it's like now that I'm like older I do appreciate a lot of the things that my parents have done just because I have the discipline and still within me to do things without somebody telling me that I need to do it and I think that that's a lot of, that's a problem with like our generation is that if you're not once you've like moved out and you've like started doing your own thing there's nobody telling you that you need to go to work there's mm-hmm. nobody telling you that you need to pay your bills. Nobody doing any of that. So you just you, fall off the rails and you're not doing shit. Exactly. If you weren't, if you weren't given that discipline that was like instilled into you to be like, okay, well, I need to do this for me, then it's very hard to gain that 
when you're older because you've already you're already in your bad habits. You're are you're mm-hmm. you're already smoking pot every day, not trying to work, eating eating you know shit, you know, not taking care of yourself, and it's just very easy to like fall into that, but it's very hard to get out of it. Hell yeah, because if you've been that way your whole life, I mean, good luck changing it as an adult. You know, it's one thing when you're a kid because you're like Play-Doh and you can be molded like pretty easily, you know, when yeah. you're an adult, I mean, it's, it's going to be definitely like a challenge to change behaviors like that. But yeah, my parents or my mom was really hard on me when I was growing up. And a lot of the times I didn't understand why I had to be that way. But now as an adult, I am responsible and I'm a very like conscious person because there's not many times, I think I said this last podcast but there's not many times that like i make a decision without thinking about it you know in detail because i'm not trying to like mess up my life or like put myself in debt to where like i gotta be paying stuff off for like years and years and years and i can't live my life you know i think my my mom something really good that she taught me as a young person was like um, money management um like every time we had a birthday obviously when you're a kid you receive a lot of money on your birthday my mom opened up a savings account for me and she put all that money into there and I was not allowed to touch it at all and so I had built up like a pretty good amount by the time I had graduated high school and when I was in high school she um got me a debit card so that I was able to like kind of learn how to like use my money and sometimes she'll give me like $30 or $50, but it wasn't often. So I have to like ration that money. So it really like made me value like a dollar because I would have to make like $50 last for like two months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I know, right? Literally dollar menu, freaking eat drinking water. I don't want any soda. (laughs) Yes. We used to to be like, oh yeah, we want um, water cups. And then we would like secretly get soda. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, I just I I also remember that like as I got older, like I was not like spanked throughout my whole entire like thing, you know, like towards high school, that was that I'm pretty sure middle school, that shit was like over, you know, and my parents mm-hmm. started coming up with like a lot more creative ways to, to get me <laughs> to do whatever it is that they Making want me to do. For the trash. Yeah, they'll they'll do like shit like that. I mean, and I'm like I at the same time I'm like, oh that shit is so extra. I'm like I I kind of get it because like there is me personally, I can be what I realized I can be very forgetful. So I set alarms on my phone to do things like take out the trash or do something like that, because it's not something that just goes in my mind. For some reason, it's not something that like I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Tuesday. I should take out the trash. That's not that's not how my mind works. Yeah. You know, so now I now I've like learned. I've like obviously set set alarms and shit like that to be more productive about it. But when I was in high school, one of the funniest like punishments I could like remember is that I think I had I did oh it was my grades. I came home with bad grades and I knew I had bad grades, so I just kind of gave it to them. I was like I had a very I don't care attitude, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were like not having it. So uh, their reaction was my parents number one took off the door to my room. <laughs> no door at all, all 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 together. Shut and then they, up. they they took all of my clothes, like all the clothes that I had in my closet, all my shoes, and they put them on our dining room table. And the way that my house used to work is that my, I lived upstairs, so I have to walk down the stairs, past the dining room table to get into the kitchen, to go outside, to go anywhere. You have to mm-hmm. walk past that dining room table. And my dad was like, I am going to put all your clothes on the dining room table. He went to Walmart and bought me white t-shirts and blue, like high, blue high water pants. Oh my God. And like fucking Walmart, like, you know, shoes. And it was like, you're going to, you're, you're going to wear these every day and you're going to walk past those clothes. And I dare you to touch something. (laughs) I dare you to. No way. And then to, to add the little cherry on top, he, so I don't know if everybody knows this, but your house has power, like has like a power box. And yeah. you can you can turn off the power to oh, the garage and turn off the power the to family room or whatever. He turned the power off to my room and I was only allowed in my room. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so you don't have light? I was he gave me like a you know like you know like those lights that you go out to camp with? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
Yeah, he gave me a freaking. How long did you do that for? Um, he he did it for like I think two or three weeks until I started like you know having tests or whatever and coming back with like good grades. Oh my gosh, I did not know that, Robert. Wow, that is like military style. (laughs) That's why it's like (laughs) I obviously I'm like while I was going through it, I'm like, yo, this is extreme as fuck. But it's like they wanted me to do well, and I know that Mm -hmm. there's like so many parents that like are watching their kids like fail in school and like not try and like just, back just, and stuff. yeah and like just give up and they're like I don't know what to do I don't know what I can do to motivate this person but it's like sometimes you need to go to those extreme extents because if you don't do something then what like who else is going to do it it's your job yeah damn you know now that you bring that up I never knew that happened to you but my stepdad used to do the same shit to me and my sister. So, yeah, the power box or whatever you call it, he, like, we would um, we would take showers at night, and sometimes we would take them too late, and he would get upset by it because he's like, you should be in bed by now. I don't know, even on the weekends. Like, I don't know why you're taking a shower this late. So we would be showering and he would turn the light off to the bathroom. And so we would still be showering, but the power would be off. So you're in the dark and you already know, like as a kid, like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that would happen all the time. And so one, one way that we were trying to get around it was like, um, we would close the door to the bathroom and then, stuff a towel under the bottom so that <laughs> so he that, can't see the light <laughs> yeah, so, so that the light wouldn't come out and we would we would bathe in the sink because we had like his and her sinks in our bathroom yeah. and so we would fill them up with water and try <laughs> to wash ourselves because if you, if, you have, you have to, if you have the shower on you can hear it yes exactly yeah. so we would we would do it in the sink because like the way we were also raised was like you you had to take a shower before you went to bed, so we we didn't feel comfortable sleeping before yeah. a shower. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I tried that before, and like I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, um, same, same here, man. Yeah, I'm like I gotta wash the day off before I lay in my bed. Like that's gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we would, we would shower in the sink, and sometimes it would still catch us. <laughs> But you know what it, it taught me? Oh, oh he, and then if we were showering for too long, he'd bang on the door like that we're showering too long. So all that taught me, like, not to waste shit. <laughs> so I know one of, like, the huge controversial things that to be, like, talked about nowadays is, like, should you be spanking your children? And I, and I guess I, like, you know, going along with, like, our, our upbringing, it'd be a good time to have this, like, conversation because I'm, like, I, like I said before, I don't know if I said if I said this before actually, but I was spanked by my parents, but I never was beaten. Yeah, you know, I mean, so, beating is pretty like bad. Like you, you didn't ever have bruises, is what you mean, right? Like, like it just, it was just like a like a slap. Uh, <laughs> 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 like it, because obviously, with like I, okay, so. I'm like, dark like, people are hard to bruise, too, so I hope you didn't have any. <laughs> I mean, there would be, like, whip marks, obviously, you know, like... Whip marks? Brittany, I wasn't getting, like, hit with, like, you know, a hand. I was... They were using a belt, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, same. So I used to get hit... I grew up in Jamaica, and we used to definitely get spanked all the time for doing bad shit with a belt. Um, and teachers could hit you, too. One of my teachers hit me one time, and I swear I wasn't doing anything i still hate that lady to this day that's just crazy I can't yeah imagine being hit by a teacher i know she hit me out of nowhere i was like okay um <laughs> it was like during a test but I, was, I, I, I think she thought i was cheating but i was just like looking around the room <laughs> she just shit out of me with a ruler i'm like what <laughs> I'm like, I'm going home. Fuck this shit. <laughs> and you know, the fucked up part about it, too, is, like, my mom was friends with her outside of school. And she was, like, still friends with her. I was like, don't talk to her. <laughs> but, no, I got hit with a belt for sure. We would, like, we would um wear extra underwear. We yes. Would put, on, like, uh... <laughs> put on, like, five pairs of underwear so that you didn't feel it. <laughs> I thought I was, like, slick before, and I, like, tried to put it, like, a, like a book back there. Bitch. <laughs> 
know what's so funny is that like as kids you think you're so so slick man (laughs) like a book like you can obviously see that through your pants we thought we were so slick that's so funny my mom probably came in like why does your butt look so big (laughs) 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 i just had like so much like time to like do it because my parents were disrespectful they were the ones that were like Go upstairs and get the belt and come back downstairs. Yeah. So then you try to take you try to take as long as possible. You try to think of like you try to like get the, like the cloth belt so it won't hurt. And they send your ass right back upstairs to get that leather belt. Yes. <laughs> oh man, those are the days. But my yeah, my mom didn't. She she never spanked me like for something um that wasn't like deserving. You yeah, know, for sure. it was it was definitely I I needed it too. Like just like you, I I never like stole or anything like that, but. I was bad as fuck. Like, just my attitude. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't tell me shit. I was doing whatever <laughs> I wanted, you know? And, yeah. yeah, so I would definitely, I had a smart-ass mouth, and I still do now, but I would get my ass beat for that shit back then. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I guess, I guess our question is, like, what do we, like, obviously, I think that by both of our stories, we're telling you guys that we are, like, if I have children, I'm spanking them. I am. I know I am. I'm like, I don't know if I am. I know I am. Uh, cause like, I, I, like, I feel like I would, but not nothing like crazy. Yeah, like, for you know, sure. Like a slap That's on the, the point. Wrist. It's not. It's not supposed to be like crazy. And to be honest, my mom didn't really like spank us a lot. I mean, like, say I was like getting stuck in the mouth, she would reach back and pop me in the mouth. You know? <laughs> 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 but it wasn't like it was never like a spank, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably like a, a smack on the wrist or something. Because, you know, when you see those kids in the store acting up and they, you know, they need a spank, like, that's yeah. the only thing that's going to, like, stop them stop from it, doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but it's hard because you can't do shit like that in public, you know? Yeah, I know, I know, for sure. And I'm like, the, the, the whole thing I don't agree with, like, the whole, like, spanking thing is that, like, for some reason, there's been, like, this trend of, like, black parents, like, going like on Facebook live and shit like that and beating their kids and spanking them. I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I do not. I don't, I don't agree with that because that's just, okay. What you do in your home and you're, you're like disciplining your child for whatever the reason is, that's what you're doing inside of your home. But when, now that you're like recording it and you're opening it up to like so many other people, it's like, like I, this is not a a UFC fight, like turn your live off. Yes. And I'm like, I've seen, (laughs) I've seen certain ones where I'm like, that's not a spanking. That's a, you're beating your, you're beating your child. Like this like lady you're was like, your full force into it. She was like, like beating her with the belt or whatever. Okay, sure. And then she like dropped the belt, and then like the kids on the floor started like kicking her. What? And it's like, it's like, yo, that's your child. Like you, like yeah, you know, like you you're not, you're them. not. I've had times where I've gotten like spankings, and my parents apologized to me. Oh. Because they're like, they're like, you know, obviously it doesn't make me feel good that I had to like do that. But it's something that I need you to understand that you shouldn't be doing what you were doing. Yeah. So, like, you know, that shows you that it's coming from a place of, like, I want you to, like, do better. But, like, when you're, like, kicking your child and she was, like, calling her a bitch and a hoe and shit. Because I guess that the the girl had gotten caught being, like, grown and, like, texting. And, like, I guess she was, like, like 14, 15 and texting about, like, sex and shit. Which is, like, I totally agree with you. That's something that she should not be doing. That's something that needs to be disciplined or whatever. But, but at not the like same that. time, yeah, you don't need to be stomping your child and calling her like a bitch or a hoe. Like if you're doing that, them, you know, yeah, if you're doing that to them and that you're their mom, like, how do you like what happens if somebody else said that to them? They're gonna think they're gonna think that that's normal. You oh know? my gosh, it's so bad. Yeah, my my mom never like called me a bitch or anything like that. Like she would say she would like curse, but she would never like call me a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's terrible. Jesus Christ. I mean, like, I I, I think I was raised um, in, like, a good household, you know? Like, yeah, of same. course, there were, like, times where things were hard and my relationship with my mom wasn't good. But there was also, like, a lot of good things behind it, you know? Like, she, my mom, like, moved me and my sister to America with our stepdad that well a man that she married later um but yeah our stepdad and she said that she only had 
like money for one month's rent in her account and I never knew that and she never like let that be known either she didn't show that and like she worked um throughout my brother's pregnancy my little brother's pregnancy and like she at one point passed out and had to go to the hospital like she really busted her ass for us and she taught us to value things you know and the way that I am now I'm so happy because I see people who are my age that are just acting out and not there's no ambition they're not doing shit with their lives just drinking and doing drugs and all this shit and like I was raised to where I can't even like that that shit's not even appealing to me I'm like I'm trying to go to bed (laughs) my parents never bought any of that stuff around me and I know that that's why I am the way that I am so I'm forever grateful because when I see people spiraling out of control and looking like they're 65 when they're 25 I'm like (laughs) you will not catch me yeah, it's, it's it's so funny because I'm like, I know that we were like raised similar, but at the same time, I know that we we're raised different. Yeah. I think that like with your mom being like the main figure in your life, I think that it's, it left you like wiggle room. Cause I mean, you'll like say stuff and do stuff. And I'm like, Brittany, bitch, you cannot be talking to her like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. So what Robert is referring to is that I speak to my mom, like, nowadays i speak to my mom like i would speak to any of my other friends because we're that's our relationship now like yeah my mom and i's relationship has definitely graduated from being a parent daughter relationship to a friend relationship you know because mm-hmm. a lot of things happened with within our relationship that were very serious and it how do i say it pushes apart but it did but then it made it to where we had to figure out how is this going to work? Do you know what I mean? How do we, how do we get along? And like, I'm just, I just want, I didn't want to be parented anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like from this, like she, she stopped acting like that from a a while ago. Do you know what I mean? It's because I asserted my independence a long time ago. Like when I was in high school, I was barely at home. Like I was living basically at my boyfriend's house. Like I didn't have, I didn't have any ties to, to them, you know, like, she took my phone away or my stepdad took my phone away. So I had no phone for like six months. I didn't use them to get to school. Like there's nothing essentially tying me to them. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I made it that way to assert my independence. And so that's why my relationship with her is what it is today. Because if it wasn't like that, it wouldn't work. Yeah. And I'm like, I, wouldn't I'm like, have I'm like way, I know honestly. that you wouldn't like say what you say to like her to like my parents. Yeah, we, we both know how my parents are. Like you know exactly because no, you know yeah. that I know I know how to like behave around yeah. parents. Yeah, but that's just not the relationship that I have with my mom. You know, yeah, which is like which is weird. Like not not weird, but I'm like <laughs> obviously different. seeing it from the outside and the outside. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you fucking tried it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom just knows how I am. You know what yeah. I mean? And she like understands it, so it's like. You know, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's funny because she still parents my sister though. <laughs> <laughs> I just like and my sister's always like, How come Brittany can say like bad words and you don't say anything to her? And I'm like I'm like in my head, I'm like, Mom has tried for so many years to get me to stop doing things and she just realized that there's just no point. <laughs> I am who I am. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm very grateful for the way I was raised. I mean me and my parents have actually had this serious like conversation that I think that everyone should try to have the conversation with, with their parents. I mean, I, it was me and my dad, and he was asking me like, if I could go back and like do it again, is there anything that you think that I should have done differently? Oh God, and that's a hard question. My response to him was that like, you know, whenever I'm like going through something or I'm like feeling something and I'm like upset, I wish that they would have or he would have come up to me and like got me to figure out the origin as to why I'm upset. Like, ask me and, like, have us have that conversation so that I could figure it out and I could be a more emotionally mature because now that I am, you know, 28, I... You're 28? Damn. No, I'm 27. 27. I'd be lying. I swear to God. Wait. (laughs) Now that I'm 27, I've realized (laughs) that, like, you know, that's, that's something that I haven't, like, dealt with. And now it's something that I have that I need to like deal with now, and it's like okay, yeah, I, well, in your grown ass age. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I think that like that's probably what a lot of like guys go through, and like to take to maybe get a little bit more serious. Like that is why people don't know how to, you know, regulate their emotions, and that's why guys in general 
break out and like shoot people and there's shootings and there's you know death domestic violence yeah for sure like those are all things that can be avoided with people being able to be emotionally mature at a young age yeah no i completely agree with that i mean we talked about that in our toxic masculinity podcast Go, go yeah, if you guys <laughs> want us to dive into that topic, give that one a listen. We already did. <laughs> <laughs> we already did. <laughs> okay, Brittany, so now that I've said, you know, what my parents would have changed, what do you think that you would have told your parents? Um, I think that I, I wish, I've spoken to my mom about this, like, one-on-one, but I wish that she would have paid attention to my mental health. Because... Mm. As like a a little girl, like I I had anxiety and I didn't I didn't never know what it, what it was called. And now that I'm an adult and I have anxiety, I was I'm able to like look back and be like it's the same thing. Because when I was living in Jamaica, I was probably <clears throat> I don't know five to six, but I would have this reoccurrent dream where I would um like be on a, a pier and there'd be like foggy water and I would drop something into the water and I would reach down to try and catch it and something would pull me under and I would always wake up from that dream holding my breath and I would like you know like gasp and sit up and be covered in sweat and that happened all the time yeah. and <clears throat> after we moved to America it grew to the point where um I started to sleepwalk so I sleptwalk every night for like two years and I had a just a lot of anxiety in general and a lot of anxiety around sleep. And so um, during that period of like sleepwalking towards the end of it, I started to have like panic attacks when the sun would go down and stuff like that. And then it turned into like depression and, and as a teenager. So and I would always tell her, like, I want to go see someone. Th- I want to go see someone because I knew that it was like I couldn't live like this, you know? Yeah. Um, so so which, what was her response when you told her that you want to see someone? Well, we couldn't afford it. Oh, okay. That makes yeah, sense. we couldn't afford it. And it was one of those things where it's like, I, I don't know if she knew how serious it was, you yeah. know? And mm. just because of like Jamaican, not that she's like this in particular, but Jamaican people don't address mental illness like Americans do. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so I don't know if she, that's part of the reason why she didn't understand like that it was like really serious. Um, but yeah, I would have changed that because now I know it, it hurts me because I still struggle with anxiety every single day. And because of the anxiety, it stopped me from being the per- being like as like the, the greatest person that I could be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could shoot a lot higher than I do, but I don't because I cannot sleep at night. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess our, our main message to everybody is that if you are able to and you're open with your parents maybe you guys just sit down and have that conversation because you know the biggest thing is to like break those like things break the break the cycle you know so if you can mm-hmm. if you can realize what was wrong and you can like fix it maybe you can you know not make those same mistakes when you have children you know so i think that's really important yeah for sure you definitely want to take those lessons and Listen to your kids, man. Kids are a lot smarter than people will give them credit for. For sure. So, yeah, if your kid is telling you something, you need to listen to them, whether or not you think it's true, just because, like, sometimes all that they need is for you just to listen, you know? Mm-hmm. Just Definitely. to know that, that you're there. So, yeah, that's my two cents. Thank you guys so much for joining us in this week's episode of R&B Podcast. You guys can find us on Instagram at the official underscore R&B. You can find me at uh, brvtt on instagram and you can find me at rob bates r-o-b-b-a-t-e-s-s thank you guys so much oh make sure you tell your friends about the r&b podcast you know we out here trying to grow <laughs> if you Give know somebody like. who listens to podcasts and they they haven't listened to ours yet for sure let them know like us on you know apple. instagram and make, oh apple review you can do a review that helps so much you guys have no idea yep you heard the man all right guys we'll see you next week bye boy